Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who dat? And welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. For today's show, this might be my favorite show I'll ever do. Ever. And the reason why is because a lifelong dream of mine has been to have Tyron Matthew play on the Saints. Growing up, I mean, I kind of grew up in the era where LSU was the top dog. Tyron Matthew was a Heisman finalist uh, that one year where he just went absolutely off. That was like my prime years where I was playing football. And every game before a game, I'd watch Tyron Matthew highlights, LSU highlights. And that was kind of my pump up was Tyron Matthew LSU highlights. And now it's like us as Saints and LSU fans, we've watched this dude throughout his career and the adversity that he faced after LSU. I mean, it's been a really, really cool thing to see from his first career interception in uh, against Drew Brees in the Dome to now. It's It just feels kind of surreal that we had and we will have an opportunity to bring in probably one of the biggest Louisiana legends of all time. I mean, there's Joe Burrow, and then there's Odell, and then there's just got, kind of guys like this, but no one with the magnitude that Tyron Matthew has. And... It's just kind of special. It's for Saints fans especially. It's it's special. He's coming home, and it's a place that early in his career he probably didn't want to be at just because the things that was going on with his life. But he hit the point where it's like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, and I got out of the place I wanted to be out of, and I'm in a better place now. So I want to go back home and help others do the exact same thing. And that's what he's doing, and it's super cool. And it's going to be one of the most magnifying moments. I mean, not just in Saints history, in, in LSU history as well. When he steps foot in that building and they announce his name, and he does a hoot chant, he leads off a hoot chant. It's just going to be a special, special moment. Whatever number he wears, whether it's 32, which that probably will be the case, or 7, potentially if Taysom Hill wants to give that up. I know Taysom, 7 means a lot to Taysom as well. 
uh, that jersey is going to fly off the shelves. It'll be one of the most high-selling jersey sales in the whole Nashville Ball League. And it's just something special to us. It's Louisiana's son coming back home to play for his hometown team in probably the most perfect time he could have came back. Now, obviously, when I'm making this podcast, uh, couldn't do it out right away, but Tyron is should be in the building any moment at, at this time and to sign this contract, make it official. Uh, it's just an agreed-upon deal, but the, de- the deal that has been agreed upon uh, is a three-year deal, $33 million, 18 uh, guaranteed. So a really, really good deal for him coming out of the draft, um, especially... You know, he waited. He wanted to get a deal that was good for himself and a good situation for himself. Uh, probably a little bit more than I expected the Saints to pay. But at this point, kind of like Chris Olave, you do what you ever, you do whatever you can to get this player. I mean, even if he doesn't put up incredible numbers, it's not, it's not really about that. He brings leadership to a point where you needed it. So obviously today we're going to be talking about the Saints signing Tyron Matthew really really cool and it's been a dream of mine and I know yours and all the speculation this offseason from the first day posted the little fire emojis on the Saints uh, edit that, that that was made of him it's just been a super cool thing to speculate about and us as Saints fans we had a wish list that we wanted we wanted a wide receiver that could come in and be a partner next to Michael Thomas and just be good we wanted that and we wanted Tyron Matthew and we got both. I mean, it's when was the last time you asked for a player or a draft pick that you wanted the Saints to pick and they picked them? Let alone did both. It's really been a while and it's something to be excited about as, as a Saints fan for sure. Because the big thing right now and the reason why adding Tyrant is such a big signing, whether he has 20 interceptions the first year or none at all, is because you've lost Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Malcolm Jenkins, you've lost a ton of other veteran players around this team. And the turnover from the roster from two years ago to now has been immense. It's been a lot. You've lost leaders, you've lost captains, and you've lost major leadership. You come in and bring in a guy after the draft that not only is a hometown kid that loves the city, but he's a natural leader. He's not just a leader on the football field, he's a leader of men. He knows how to lead people, and yeah, he'll talk He'll talk shit, he'll do his thing, but that's who he is. He's the honey badger, he doesn't care, but the vocal part of his game is so important. We'll talk football with him and Marcus Mann in the back end in a second, but just from a leadership standpoint, the Saints, since they've lost Drew Brees, think how many people, this isn't a bad thing necessarily, it's just one example, but think how many people have started the pregame huddle for the Saints. We've had Demario, we've had CJ, we've had Jameis, we've had Kawan, uh, we've had multiple guys coming in and do that, and that's fine. It was a leadership group uh, as a community. The community was strong. The community uh, were the leaders for the team the past couple years. But Tyron, you come and bring him in, that is your leader. Game one, he might not be doing the pregame huddle, but two or three games down the road, that's going to be his defense. That's going to be his team that he leads by. Because this team kind of needs a leader like that. They need a vocal leader like Drew Brees. Now, Malcolm Jenkins was that. He wasn't necessarily a guy that would come out and talk in the pregame huddle. But, you know, in the locker room, he was that major leader. And coming from a football player standpoint, coaches help a ton. They're so important. 
But when you're on that field with someone maybe older, smarter, uh, has more experience in the game, and he can teach you, there's nothing better than that. There's no better teacher than a teammate that has a little bit more experience and knows his way around the block. And Tyron Matthew comes in in a young secondary. Lattimore is young. Uh, Tyron Matthew, 29 years old, just about to turn 30. Uh, he joins a group with Marcus May, a young kid. Of course, CJ, Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor, JT Gray. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, of course, they bring in all the undrafted free agents as well. You needed a leader, especially in the back end. Each position group needs a guy like that. Of course, the linebackers is Demario Davis, D-line, Cam Jordan. The offense tends to be, you know, Jameis or Kamara. It just, it's just the way that works out that a guy is a vocal leader. You lose a guy like Malcolm, that's huge. Now, his impact, stat-wise, wasn't as much as someone like a DeMario or a Cam Jordan. But when you take him off the field, that becomes a huge hole on and off the field. Just because of what he meant to these young kids and just the defense as a whole from that standpoint. Now, Tyron will come in, and I'm not going to say the, the combination of Tyron Matthew and Marcus May will be better than Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins, but it definitely has the potential to, and here's why. With Marcus and Malcolm Jenkins, they provide you two things. A surefire strong safety and a surefire uh, free safety. Mal- uh, obviously, Marcus was the guy that was uh, had the range in the back end, Uh Kind of like an outfielder can just go get any football and was really, really good at that. And that's why he got paid because he's so good at that. And, of course, the Saints would have loved to retain that, but just for not that price. And then Malcolm, of course, is the guy that's more in the box and can blitz well and can, you know, can do everything in the box as well. Can cover tight ends, can cover slot receiver, can do whatever he kind of needs to do. But the thing with Tyron and Marcus May, the way it, it might work out is Marcus May will probably be the strong safety Tyron will probably be the free safety. But the thing is, you can't label them. They will play, they'll be interchangeable. I just saw a stat of what Tyron played last year. Safety, corner, outside linebacker, and even was a a pass rusher in a few downs. Kind of like CJ does, just lines up on the line. You don't know for sure if he's coming or not. And when he does, you better watch out because for some reason, CJ and Tyron Matthew are two of the best pass rushing defensive backs in the NFL. So, you see those guys coming off the edge. It's going to be dangerous. So you have two inter- interchangeable guys at safety that can do both things. Now, neither of them are Marcus Williams, but they each have traits like him. Dennis Allen likes to play a lot of cover four, a lot of cover two, you know, a lot of man. He likes to disguise blitzes. And when you like to disguise things, it's easy to have players out there who can be any position. If you have Mar- if you have Marcus Williams back there, you know for sure he's going to be a deep safety. You're, they're not going to Malcolm's not going to go to go to free safety when when this when it snaps him. Uh, Marcus isn't going to go into the box. It's just you know not the way that they play, which is fine. But with these guys, they can do everything. They really can. Now they lose a little bit of range, which sucks. But you're not going to pay that much for just a little bit extra range in Marcus Williams, and I think he's going to go on and have a great career with Baltimore, and especially next to Cal Hamilton. I think that's going to be a really good duo for them. But I really like this room we have now. And the defensive backs that we have now, if Tom Brady hated us now, 
he should have stayed retired. He should have stayed retired because next time he plays us, and if we go off to a hot start, and let's just say we beat him the first game, can you imagine if CJ or Tyron picks him off or sacks him? It's going to be electric. Someone might get thrown out. Uh, there's going to be some penalties, which is perfectly fine with me, uh, just because that's who they are. They're alpha males on the field. And when you get a guy like that in the secondary, this late in the process, it's unheard of. Now, the reason it was so late in the process was because Tyron wanted it to be. He wanted to wait this out and find the right opportunity. And for the Saints, it was the right opportunity for them as well. Maybe before the draft, like we talked about. There was no reason to rush it. Uh, many thought in the first round the Saints might go Kyle Hamilton when they traded up, or uh, if he slid to 19, they would have taken him. And in that case, or if you get a guy like Jalen Petrie or Daquan Brisker in the second round, maybe you don't need Tyron as bad. But just because the board, just the way it played out, uh, and Alante Taylor wasn't ever going to be that position for the Saints. They weren't going to pressure a rookie to change positions first year, kind of like Malcolm Jenkins did. Um, getting a guy like Tyron after the fact made a ton of sense. And I'm so excited as a Saints fan. I'm so excited as an LSU fan. And this is something as an NFL fan in general should enjoy. Things like this are really, really cool. I've been just sitting here on my phone, just refreshing Twitter, just to see when he signs that deal, because it's going to be a really cool moment. It just even though it's agreed upon, when the Saints post it, uh, I just want I want to see what he has to say. He hasn't really spoken about it on Twitter or Instagram or anything. He hasn't publicly spoke about the deal, and I think that first message is going to be really, really cool and probably a little emotional for him as well. And this adds a lot of intrigue to the Saints training camp. We get to see Tyron Matthew in a Saints uniform. Think about that. Just think about that real quick. Just, just take a step back. Tyron Matthew is a New Orleans Saints player. He's going to be playing defensive back for the Saints. The LSU legend, Tyron Matthew, is a Saint. Now, switching tracks a little bit. The other part of this. The Saints are $70 million over the salary cap. Some may thought after they went after they won what seven or eight games that it was probably time to to restart, maybe get some contracts off the books that you wouldn't and start fresh. Maybe have a bad year or two and pile some draft picks and keep going. Maybe draft a quarterback and figure it out later on. The Saints were like, we'll clear the cap, but we're not done competing. And what they've kind of done is extremely impressive. They were $70 million over the salary cap. Deshaun Watson has some interest in joining the Saints. They find a way to clear up $30 million of cap. And after that kind of fell through, I thank God that it, it kind of did. Because of the way it worked out, the Saints were like, okay, now we have $30 million to spend. Would they have been that aggressive if they didn't have that money? I mean, maybe they would have probably... Um, maneuvered a little bit, but not that hard. But all of a sudden, they got $30 million to spend, and Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew are interested in coming home. You absolutely look at that. So the Saints, they view themselves as contenders. The first thing they did in the offseason was trying to get Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that situation was what it was. They didn't get him. Probably a good thing. And they didn't stop there. They're like, okay, that, that plan B is let's just clear the books and restart 
They lose Teron Armstead. Thousand other things. Some thought that that was the other striking point where it's like, just restart, get 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 the bad contract off the books, and let's figure it out later. They still keep fighting. They trade uh, for an extra first round pick this year. Then they're still not done. They trade that first round pick and they trade it up. They go get their guy Chris Olave to compete in this offense and help Jameis Winston take a step further in his development. Then the next pick. They fill Tron Armstead's hole at left tackle. They go get Trevor Penning. And some thought that those two first-round picks would be a quarterback uh, to build for the future because James Winston wasn't it. The Saints were like, here, instead of being one of those teams that don't trust their quarterbacks, we're going to go get you some help. We're going to get you all you need. We're not going to just get by with you and give you the bare minimum like last year. We trust you, and we know that you trust us. So we're going to get you some help. Not that you need it necessarily, just because, I mean, you want it and that's how you support a quarterback. Just The Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears right now, I mean, they're out there getting safeties and DBs when Justin Fields got no one to throw to. This is how you build around a quarterback. You get him a tackle and a wire receiver when he needs it. So they put the trust in his hands, that he can be the guy. Instead of building for the future, they're banking on Jameis Winston. They believe that he can make them contenders. Then after the draft, they go get Tyron freaking Matthew. A day after the draft, a uh, report comes out. The Saints are expected to be aggressive in their pursuit to, to get Tyron Matthew. Aggressive. And they spent $11 million annually, so we'll see what that kind of plays out and how that contract works if they want to front load it or back load it. And I think it would make a lot of sense to front load it uh, just because they got a ton of money to spend this year. Uh, but they still got some money to spend as well. This draft class is only going to count around four to eight million dollars of cap space, so that makes pretty much 15, 15 million you've used between the two. You still got 15, 16 million left. If Jarvis Landry's interested in coming, you don't say no. If there's mutual interest, you figure it out. A wide receiver core of Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, you fix the tackle position. The offensive line, let's just say it comes back and is above average average. It's better than most O-lines in the NFL. Your running attack is back to full strength with Alvin and Mark. Your defense is still one of the best in the NFC, if not better. This is an offense and team that can contend. And all of a sudden, this becomes an offense that's going to be exciting to watch. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself with Jarvis, but even with the wide receiver core, Mike Thomas and Chris Olave, super exciting. And Mike Thomas hasn't pretty much played in two years. That's what it feels like. I mean, that first year, he kind of tried to fight through with Drew Brees. He's playing on one leg. He was cutting off one leg. Obviously, missed the whole year, so he's missed two years pretty much. This will be... Here's a question that you can ask yourself. I won't make the statement. Is this Jameis Winston's best team we'll ever have? Probably. That's my case. It's probably. And if he has some success, which I think he will, I think his name can be... It, the narrative can be changed with Jameis. It can. If the right pieces are around him, and this isn't this isn't like a LA Rams kind of team. This isn't a superstar team, but it's a good enough team to win. And Jameis hasn't had that in his career. He's had, just remember, don't let the recent Buccaneers years blind you from how bad that team was. Like, it was like an embarrassment. If we lost to them, or it was close, it was a close game. 
Just remember that. So, the Saints believe that they're contenders. And I do too. In a weak NFC, you keep doing what you do to improve. They're putting all their chips in again. Probably not as aggressive as they used to be with Drew Brees. But we'll just kind of see how the rest of this offseason plays out. And Jeff Duncan's just now tweeting out that Tyron's supposed to be in here Wednesday to sign his contract and meet the local media. So, some conflicting reports there, Tuesday and Wednesday. Regardless, I don't really care when he signs it. He just got to sign it. We got to get his jersey. And I got a cop a jersey, and you got a cop a jersey. And, I mean, I'm going to be the happiest man in the world. As I'm wrapping up this pod, the Saints have released Jalen Dalton and Kayvar Russell. So, two depth guys, uh, probably to make room for Tyron Matthew. And it, it has become official that it, the transaction will be made tomorrow. Probably couldn't get it done in the books today. Uh, isn't in the facility yet either. So, he'll be a Saint officially on Wednesday. You'll see the report from the Saints and the team. And, I mean, I'm so excited and you should be too. Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. Uh, it's a very, very special episode for me, for everyone, for the whole city of New Orleans. Uh, I'm just so excited to see Saints football again with the Honey Badger in the back end. Thank you guys for your love and support. And I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who that?